It's the Bulls podcast number 65. And today we're covering more trade scenarios. Billy Donovan's press conference. Charles Barkley's Bulls slander. The pick and roll. And predictions for the coming group. Hey, Chicago Bulls fans. It's time for your Bulls podcast. Here are your hosts. Marcus Couch and Wise Flash. Boom! I got it perfect that time. It only took like 10 live episodes to get it done. (laughs) Finally, finally got it the way that I wanted to. Welcome, everybody. This is the Bulls Podcast, episode number 65. This is where we bring you the latest news, reviews, rants, rumors, and opinions on the players, coaches, and front office of the Chicago Bulls. My name is Marcus Couch, and with me once again is my friend on the other end, Mr. Wise Black. What's up, Chicago? Hope y'all doing well out there. Let's get to it. No more yo's. The Bulls have not inflicted any yo's on my man. Don't deserve them. Oh, oh, <laughs> Wise, what's got you down, buddy? <laughs> Quite a few things. <laughs> well, the Bulls' sporadic behavior has actually caused a lot of grief for fans and a lot of joy for the vultures out there who seem to be flying high over the United Center lately, just waiting to pick apart our team taking our best players in their incredibly lopsided trade scenarios. I mean, they act like we're stupid enough to buy these used lottery tickets in exchange for all of our quality players. So we're going to talk about that. We've also got some press conference clips to check out from not only Billy Donovan, but from Steve Kerr, from Mike Brown, from Taj Gibson. Uh, Plus we've got a, a quick lesson on the pick and roll, something the bulls themselves I need to watch a few times. And, of course, we've got game predictions for the coming week. So, uh, Wise, let's get right into it, man. What's uh, What's got you the most concerned right now in terms of the Chicago Bulls? Man, dude, where do I start? I mean, <laughs> number one, the future. Just okay. uh, where we're going as a team. Number two, if they're going to stick with this, I mean, I also just look at it like how far are we going to go with the team that we currently have? I mean, in yesterday's game versus the Washington Wizards, they struggled to be a Bradley Bill-less team. I mean, we had all of our stars out there, Vooch, Zach, DeMar. We We had all of our knights, and we still look pretty mediocre against those guys out there. Uh... What else can I say? Um, I, I'm still worried about the production of our young guys, like Ayo Desumu, uh, Patrick Williams. I mean, he had himself a nice, you know, he put himself together a nice, you know, few games, but he seemed to come back down a bit. Uh, Ayo Desumu, he, you know, he's tailed off a little bit as well. I mean, I, I don't see a whole lot to be excited about this Bulls team right now. Okay, let me unpack this for you, my man. We're going to go through a little bit of a journey for yourself and for Bulls fans out there. Let's start with the other night 
and we beat the Golden State Warriors. And what is it that we keep talking about as Bulls fans? Why are the Bulls so slow in the second quarter? And even Steve Kerr reiterates, hey, we, we got them in the second quarter. Check this out. Right. The, the first quarter and then into the second quarter, it appeared that's when things kind of came together for you guys. Uh, yeah, we just started fouling right away in the game and that that jumbled our rotations and uh, I think they shot 12 free throws in the first quarter so we couldn't really get anything going um, made a lot of shots you know made 23s tonight but it never felt like a, a fluid game where we were clicking um, so we'll take the win but we need to get better second quarter right yeah we were in huge foul trouble but they kind of sucked in the second quarter what that sounded like to me was adjustments. Yeah. A smarter team. The smarter yeah. team made adjustments. Okay. Um, I know that you liked uh, to throw salt on sack because uh, of last episode. We, you predicted a win, whereas uh, I predicted the loss. We, we actually ended up even again this week in predictions. Mm-hmm. Crazy. So I want to play two minutes of Mike Brown from Sacramento talking about how his his players took advantage and exploited us. And I didn't even realize this because I was so ticked at the game that one of their players even had a triple-double. I, I was – it slipped my mind, but let's check this out. Uh, it, it was, it was a, an impressive win by our guys uh, from the standpoint that, um, uh, you know, back-to-back – um, playing the second game earlier in the day, uh, uh, a Chicago team that uh, is physical defensively, led by uh, Caruso, who is one of the best, uh, especially on-ball defenders out there. Uh, so to face that physicality and to get a win off a of back-to-back uh, and grind it out the way we did, uh, when we didn't shoot the ball well, was was fantastic. It was fun to be a part of. Um, I thought, uh, you know, us getting out in the transition was was fantastic. We had 24 fast break points. Uh, but on top of that, in the second half, um, we only had five turnovers. So w- we as a team have to continue to figure out um, how to win ugly, <laughs> you know, because we're not going to shoot the ball well all the time and. It's not going to be clicking for us offensively all the time. So it was just a, just a great win. And uh, you know, obviously led by uh, Domas. I mean, he, he's flirted with a triple-double on a few occasions this year. And so to finally see him get over the hump was, was man, it was fun. Uh, 17 boards, whoa, he controlled the glass. He's been doing it all year for us. Um, 10 assists, 11 points. It's just a fantastic, fantastic, fantastic night by Domas um, on both ends of the floor. He was huge. And, you know, obviously uh, Malik uh, gave us a, a huge spark off the bench, especially when we got a little stagnant. So great, great team win. Uh, it was just a great way to grind out an ugly basketball and figure out how to get wins, uh, mostly by getting stops, especially down the stretch when it really mattered. What's that tell you? That he's right. 
And it looks to me like the Bulls don't know how to play ugly basketball games because they're too soft of a team. That's if correct. Me. I hear him say yeah, Alex Caruso exactly, is. You're, you're exactly right? getting my point. I'm going to yeah. give you yeah. one of these. Yeah. These uh <laughs> exactly what I'm trying yeah. to drive at, and you got it. They they lack that grit and grind. They lack that identity, that tough identity. Like you know, they actually take on the identity of a guy. They take on the identity of their coach, Billy Donovan. Yeah, cool, soft. nice, soft guy. I mean, and that's exactly what the Chicago Bulls are. Okay, so um, that <laughs> that's uh. That's amazing that you picked up on that so early. That's exactly what I was trying to find. Um, so let's let's go to now. We win one game. Are we back? Are we back in the front? Are we back in it? Here's Billy. Here's Billy's first comment out of the gate after that win. I think you need to do a better job of getting more guys involved. It seemed like that was happening early in the game with Kenneth and Patrick and, Actually, I think the way and we're trying some to other guys. We're generating really good looks. Was it kind of waned as the game went on, but is, is that a goal of yours? It is, is more than just the big three, get the other guys. Yeah, I mean, obviously Patrick was there. Um, you know, obviously when the game slows down like it did in the fourth quarter and you get in late the last, you know, five, six, seven minutes, you know, you, you're going to go to your better guys. You're just going to do that. But, you know, I thought um, – you know, our guys generated pretty good looks for each other. I thought Patrick was pretty active posting up. I thought he had a couple of good slips to the basket and a couple of good finishes. He tried to drive the ball. Um, you know, I think that the unfortunate part for us was, you know, some of the some of the turnovers when we had advantages were on the fast break, you know. So those were opportunities for some of those guys to get involved as well. You know, also, um, I think when you get, you know, into the half court, you're going to get into situations where you're going to look to have one of those guys create something because generally they're going to, create a crowd and the ball's going to come out and move. And, you know, that's where those guys get involved. Golly gee wise. That's, that's how we're going to, we're going to play. <laughs> save, save it, save it, save it. I got Let's one. Three stars close the game tonight. And is there anything that they did tonight that they can do moving forward to close out better? Well, I give, you know, Vooch, I thought, really played a great game tonight, really from start to finish. You know, he was really, really efficient. I thought he had everything going. He um, he posted up, he had some mid-range, and obviously he had a couple threes uh, in the second half. You know, you know, I give DeMar and Zach a lot of credit because they struggled to shoot the ball at the level that they normally are used to accustomed to. I know, this is on the feed. And they stayed in the game, you know, as competitors. And... They don't think they, you know, obviously they hold themselves to a high standard. I get that. But it was just like they just kind of stayed with it. You know, and sometimes you have one of those nights. And I give DeMar credit with the way the first half had kind of gone for him, you know, the way he kind of bounced back and the shooting percentage that he had tonight. Um, you know, both those guys, um, I thought, just stayed in there and just competed. I really liked it. I liked tonight the spirit of the team and the way we were trying to battle. And it was it was a, it was a hard game for us because of the turnovers, of the fouling. We didn't get to the free throw line very much. It was one of those games that was very easy to get frustrated. And I think our guys just kept playing and kept focusing on that. So I thought that was positive. A dealer game. It was a hard fought game. I don't and mean to be. Our guys, our guys didn't give up. It, except for in the second quarter when we scored like 20 again. Yeah. 
Man, like, I, I don't mean to be too cynical. I mean, a win is a win, right? But it just sucks to me that this is what we're hanging our hat on. I mean, <laughs> dude, we are – all right, so I just – I look at it like this. If if we were playing the Golden State Warriors and let's just say DeMar and Vooch are out and the Warriors have all of their guys – Dude, we would have been blown out by the third quarter, by 50. Mm -hmm. we, we would have been down by 50 right. at the end of the third quarter. You know what I'm saying? So it, it just it pisses me off that they can't close out these trash teams, like these teams that they should be beating up on. So, I mean, I don't know. Like, what, what, what are we really saying here? I mean, Billy Donovan is saying, you know, he commends them or whatnot, which he's saying all of the things that I guess he should be saying, but I think he needs to put the onus on the defensive end a whole lot more because a lot of times that's where the Bulls are lacking. I mean, I feel like if you play good defense, then the offense will take care of itself. You'll shift that momentum to the offensive end, but we don't have anybody out there to really play good defense. We have, a, I mean, outside of Alex Caruso, but other than him, we have a lot of soft finesse players. And it reminds me of Billy. I mean, the team has the identity of the coach. Here's how he explained the flow of the game. how <laughs> you get what i'm saying here they all complimented each other well what what in in the in the shower what are you we what are we talking about here <laughs> yo they the, the the bulls had 19 turnovers yesterday where they allow the billless wizards to score 28 points off of those turnovers i'm i'm saying like just think if this was any the other day, yeah the day before it was like 24 points the, the game before against sacramento if this is any other team they're getting blown out they're lucky that this is one of the weaker teams in the East like they are. Right. But I mean, how do you like have to s scratch and claw your way out of a team that is supposed to be worse than you? I mean, I don't know. It, yeah. It's hard to keep talking about the same thing. Cause I feel like I'm saying the same thing, just trying to figure out different ways to say it. You will. Okay, well, think think a little bit more during this. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying, man, you know? All right, so let's keep going. We got two more Billy clips here. Uh, let's hear what he's got to say about Alex Caruso. What do you, think, what do you, what do you appreciate most about Caruso's vision? Okay, first off, that question sucks, reporter. He said that Caruso's vision. What do, you, what do you think of his vision? Oh, wait, 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 wait. Wait, this is my first time I get to use this. Hold on. Uh, 
Hi, um, what do you think about Caruso's vision? How did that work? <laughs> I don't get to that hear what it sounds like. All right, let's, let's hear the brilliant answer to this amazing question. What do you, think, uh, what do you, think, what do you appreciate most about Caruso's vision? He's always had that. He's always been a tremendous passer and a playmaker, and he sees things. And, um, you know, he's such a selfless guy. He gets... He gets probably all the other parts of the game of basketball, he gets a lot more enjoyment out of than, than he does shooting and scoring, to be quite honest. And whether it's diving on the floor or taking a charge, playing defense, or probably the thing he enjoys the most is the passing. Um, he's got really, really good vision um, and, and can get guys in position where it can make the game easy. Well, then start him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, but you know what? He actually... Um... I could have sworn he touched on that uh, in that same conference, though, didn't he? I think he was saying that he is going to start uh, Alex Caruso and Javante Green once he's back. Yeah. But that also just reeks of desperation to me, too. I mean, he he he's going away from, you know, his regular starting lineup. Right. To try and figure out how to correct what this what 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 was going on here. But that just tells me that this team is desperate. I mean, yeah. that's what we are right now. So speaking of desperate, let's uh hear what he had to say about P Will. I mean, team won't. Billy, there was a play late in the game um where DeMar kicked it to Patrick and he passed up the three, he got a ball back, and I think he had a shot blocked off of him. Is that a shot you'd like to see him take? He's gotta take that one. You know, I think we were just talking about, you know, earlier about you know the guys involved. You know, when those guys have those opportunities, they gotta take it. I think what ended up happening on the play is when there was kind of a rotation and when the ball got swung to Patrick. The guy who kind of rotated to the first pass rotated to Patrick. I think Patrick thought if he could just pop it right back, that guy would be open. You know, then he kind of wasn't, and then he got caught with it, and then he had to make a play. But, you know, looking at it, he probably should have shot it, but I think he was trying to make the right play. Yeah, trying. He's been trying to make the right play since the beginning of the doggone season, man. I mean, stop trying to make the right play and just make a damn play. <laughs> period just do something because you're wide open and you pass up the shot that's the problem i mean how many times do they got to tell you the same thing bro take me, the shot you wise black let me transform you avenger style into uh p will's body okay what is he six eight what is he something like that yeah six eight six seven, seven. eight uh with that kind of jump and the, that kind of grip on the ball where he can pretty much just skip to the hoop and dunk it right if you're anywhere in the paint and and you got that kind of frame and that body what are you doing oh i'm what dunking all over fools that's what i'm saying I'm, i mean it's me and <laughs> green i'm, I'm gonna try i know that much Every night, me and Javante Green are going to have a dunk competition, and I'm going to use that in the game, and and I'm doing Yo, it every time. Uh, imagine a 6'8", 220-pound Javante Green. Come on, man. That, that That's nasty right there. That, LeBron, yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> like, that's the tenacity that we need. That is it. 
I mean, but when it comes to Patrick, honestly, when it comes to Patrick, I believe if he was forced, if Patrick was forced, like if there was no Zach, if there was yeah. no Booch, no DeMar, mm-hmm. I believe if Patrick Williams was forced to have the ball in his hand, I believe that he would do something with it. I believe that you'd have to allow him to work through, you know, iron out the, the wrinkles and everything. I believe that he'd have to work his way through all of his woes. But nonetheless, I think that we see a completely different Patrick Williams if this was his team. Like last year when we let him basically score 35 in a game that was just kind of a garbage game? Is that what you mean? Seriously. Yes, I do. Well, we got a back-to-back coming up. Um, and it might be we'll, – we'll talk about that. Before, uh, excuse me. Before I um, – let's 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 decompress wise let's get let's get the hate out of our system for just at least two minutes and let's uh, let's talk about some love in chicago and that's taj that's taj gibson and uh he feels it and we feel him and uh here's what he said to will gottlieb uh, in the locker room after the game. What's it like coming back here just as a visitor? The love is still the same. The love gets better and better every time. And um, a lot of familiar faces, a lot of people. Uh, the city really embraced me. Uh, I embraced it back, you know what I'm saying? So when I come back, I'm seeing generations, understanding who I am and what I did um, for the Bulls. So it's great, man. I just love it. Isn't that awesome? Definitely. Oh, different, yeah. different generations of Bulls fans are recognizing what he did for the Bulls. Most definitely. Todd will always be a fan favorite, you know, yeah. for, for what he did for this city, man. Uh, especially given, you know, he was one of those late, late second round picks. I believe he was, or he was, he was drafted in the second round, but he came here, he made a name for himself, just playing hard, just simply playing hard, man. And I that's what we was- love here in Chicago. I actually think he would have been an all-star had we not had Carlos Boozer because mm. there was a time where Carlos would never play the fourth quarter. He would just give it to Taj. But yeah, a defense. Right. But I kind of felt like Taj, if would have given the opportunity from an offensive standpoint, could have pulled it off and could have done it. Yeah, you see smacking threes now. I know it. Did, did you see him yesterday? He smacked the corner three. <laughs> and so um, this losing streak and the poor performance of the Bulls has brought out a lot of naysayers. And the title of this episode and the theme is the Vultures. I think the Vultures have been out. Last episode, we talked a couple trade scenarios that people are already throwing abound. Uh, we talked about Bill Simmons and his crazy trade ideas. Now let's take a listen at uh, Sir Charles Barkley and his whack trade ideas and his ba- not trade ideas, but basically his concept. Let's take a listen. Oh, and let me tell you something. I hate to break it to you. It's time to break up the Bulls, too. Oh, oh they want to go gonna, there. Yeah, yeah, we were going to ask that. You, so wait, you think they should blow it up? Yes. Blow it up. It's time. You know, you got some good players. You're not good enough. It's time to start the rebuild. 
We were just uh, there. We were just rebuilding two years ago, and they just signed Demar like a year and a half ago. Charles, you were really high on this team at the start of last year, weren't you? I was, but it's 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 that was last year. This yeah. is a new year. Listen, they're not going to win a championship this year or the next couple of years. You might as well. You can got some good players. You got to start the rebuild. You got to really start the rebuild and start over. What would you, you do? do? What, what, how would you go about it? Well, you, I think you trade all your best players and get draft picks or some young talent. I so, mean, because, come on, man, you guys are not close. No, the you're Celtics right. And the, the Celtics and the Bucks on a whole other level than the East, Eastern Conference. Uh, you guys aren't even as good as the Cavs. The Cavs are, man. Yeah, I know. The Cavs man. are good. <laughs> Yo. What was crazy about what he said? Good. Don't be knocking the the calves are good. The boys will blow it up. Really? No, no. Seriously, I agree one hundred percent with what Charles said. Oh. What, what, what did he say? That was crazy. What did he say? That was crazy. He is right. The Bulls cannot compete with the calves. The calves are messing us up. And not like he said, the Bucks. You you talk about Philly. I mean, you talk about Boston. Like, who who are the Bulls? To, you talk about uh, Toronto. I think Toronto looks better than us. And even when it comes to the young talent, like, honestly, I'm – I mentioned them. It, I said the Bucks. Oh, but I'm even sorry. when it comes to the, the, the young talent, just as far as the future, when I, when I look at the landscape of the NBA, when I look at teams who have a future, I'm jealous of the Orlando Magic. Hell, I'm jealous of the Pacers with Tyrese Halliburton. I mean, I, we, we mentioned the Cavs with uh, Mobley over there. They got uh, Darius Garland. You talk about Toronto with Scotty Barnes. I mean, then you look out, out west, the Grizzlies with John Morant, the Pelicans with Zion and Brandon Ingram, bro. Like uh, Luka over in Dallas. These dudes are all like 25 and younger, and they, and they are budding superstars. Who can we say that? Who, who can we say that about on the Bulls right now? Who do we have that's a budding superstar? All of our best players Patrick are Williams. guys who are either at the apex of their careers. Zach Levine, he's not getting any better. Zach ain't no. going to get no better. No. Hang it up. And DeMar DeRozan, he's at the end of his prime. Booch at the end of his prime. So what else, what, what else can we go besides trading those pieces off to try and get better through the draft? Because he's right. We are not close to any of these other contending teams. We can't do nothing with the Bucks. Joel Embiid has handed our ass to us every game we've ever played him. The Bulls have never beat Joel Embiid. Never. Literally never. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, what, what are we doing here? <laughs> Baki's got a good point. Why would we rebuild when we just got out of a rebuild? Because they did it wrong. Because Gar Pax fucked it up. Yeah. They messed up the rebuild. That's the reason. Why. And now that we have a new regime, let's let them do it in their likeness. I want to see what they would do with a rebuild. The way Arturis did over in Denver. I think he rebuilt the Nuggets pretty nicely. I want to see what he would do with the Chicago Bulls. What they did was they got, they came here, they saw a city 
that was tired of fucking losing so much. So what they did was they're like, all right, we're going to give y'all what y'all want. We're going to try to retool this team and so y'all can be good. You're not going to be good enough to win a championship, but at least you're going to win playoff games. You think and right? that's what that's how they put themselves in this hole now because they went and got bad pieces and and, and it and sounds Lonzo bad but in Lonzo Ball he's damaged goods yeah. Lonzo Ball is damaged goods yeah. and you have a uh, uh, expiring talent in Vucevic a bit of an expiring talent in DeMar DeRozan if they don't get if they don't get assets for DeMar DeRozan and Vucevic within the next year, they're really going to f themselves because Demar Derozan is not going to get any better. His 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 value is not going to get any higher than it is right now, especially Vooch. The only one that they can probably salvage would be Zach Levine because that, he's what twenty seven. But honestly, I don't see him getting any better either. Zach Levine is a nice scorer who is to me he's a weapon. He would be really, really good on a team like the Bucks, on a team like Philly, where he'd be a compliment to Joel and be a Giannis. But him being the number one on the team, it's not happening. Why? Because his IQ isn't high enough. Zach Levine doesn't make the right plays at the right times enough. He doesn't play great defense. If you're going to be a superstar, you have to do it on both ends. Zach Levine isn't there. Well, his defense has picked up this year. You have to admit that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and let's go back and look at what Devin Booker did to him. Okay. You one, know what? I, I, one game. I'm, just saying, I'm just saying. Come yeah. on, man. So, oops, Baki says, I just watched four to six re years of rebuilding that didn't work. Bro, I've watched like 15 years of rebuilding that hasn't worked. Baki, bro, like I, like, like I said, bro, that was with Gar Pax. We're talking about with Gar Pax. Come on, man. A lot of the teams who have won championships, they build through the draft. Only teams like the LA, the Lakers, or the Clippers, or the Miami Heat, they're the ones who can win a championship through getting free agents. Most other teams in the NBA, they win it through the draft. Right, and he brings up when you rebuild, you're pretty much banking on getting top three draft picks that turn into generational talent. The Bulls' history tell us tells us that's not going to happen. Well, that's not going to happen in the it's time. Not it's not going to happen in the time frame that we want it to. Lowry seems to be doing fine. Um, Wendell Carter Jr. seems to be doing just fine. Bobby Portis was did just fine. He's got himself a ring. Um, I. I you know, <laughs> but yo, that, that that that's not that's not true either, though. Where he says, you know, uh, that that ain't gonna happen. I mean, it's happened for quite a few teams, and I mean, I think about the Bulls. Like, fine, we got to go back as far enough talking about Jordan, but look at how that turned out for us. I look at uh, Derrick Rose. I mean, he hit hit his talent fell off because of a freak accident but derrick rose was a superstar well the Bulls were in title contention every year when he was healthy the, i the, mean the thing you gotta understand though too is uh pat the designer brought it up the other day on the post game show 
which is David Stern's dream of the NBA has come true, which is there is a star on every single NBA team now. So it's gotten harder. It's gotten harder to compete. I mean, even yeah. just recent drafts, you know, I mean, well, you, you never think the Pelicans would be a great team, but they actually are. They're pretty yeah. good. And, and how did they do it, though? They built through the draft. They got Zion Williamson. They got they, enough, they traded they got for pick up their injury trash and got it through the draft. So if we're going to take a lesson from the Pelicans, what do we get rid of? I mean, take a lesson from the Pelicans. Take a lesson from the Grizzlies. Uh, I mean, who else? I mean, you take a lesson from the Cavs. These are all teams who have superstar talent that they got through the draft. Take a lesson from Boston. Right. Tatum and Brown. I mean, what are y'all saying? Like, You're right. When so have we got a free agent here? It's kind of like our inventory is at peak right now, yet our production is not. So let's get some of this old inventory moved out of here, right? That's one way. So, okay, well, that's that's a good way. I, I don't want to get everybody's uh, feathers in a ruffle here, but uh, I, I want to take a step back. And one of the things that I keep harping on for this Bulls team is I would love for two people, three people in particular, uh, one 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 pairing in 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 highlight is Dragic and Drummond, and they run an an awesome pick and roll between the two of them all the time. Okay, uh, Vooch not so much, and he's got every skill level to be able to do it all the time. Um, last year he did run some pick and roll, but they haven't really found him yet this year, and a lot of people aren't really familiar with the pick and roll so we're going to take two minutes and we're going to get some old school stuff here we're going to look at four hall five hall of famers uh from the boston celtics explaining the pick and roll all right now wait a minute now you see what he does kevin comes in here to set a pick on danny Ainge, who's playing the defense on larry his elbows are out he's got good balance he does not hit danny he sets the position. Larry Bird uses Danny on his move. He fakes here, and then Danny goes into him. That's how the pick and roll must be made. And that's how any pick or screen should be made. On the pick and roll, I got Kevin and Danny. Danny's defensive man, Kevin's offensive man. I got so many options off the pick and roll if it's ran right. I got uh, Kevin coming over, setting a good hard pick on Danny. I'm going to fake baseline. Take a couple dribbles. If Robert falls me out so I don't shoot the jump shot, I got Kevin with Danny on his back, and all I have to do is lead him to the basket with the ball. The other options that I have, if Kevin comes over to set a hard pick on Danny, Danny fights over the pick, I come off, Kevin fights his way down to the post, I got a little bounce pass to him and try to lead him to the basket. Another one is, Kevin comes over and sets a hard pick. Danny trails out. Robert follows Kevin. I come off, take a couple dribbles for the jump shot. The other option that I have, 
which is a good one. If Danny sees a pick coming, he anticipates a pick and jumps out, I fake to the pick and drive baseline for the layup. Or the man that's setting the screen can fake the pick and break to the basket. The last option, which is probably one of the toughest one to do because there's two picks involved, is Kevin comes over and sets a pick on me. Robert jumps out. I can't go anywhere, so I throw it back to Kevin, set a good pick on Danny, throw to the basket for the layup. A good pick. Oh, there it is. Movement. Basic That's movement. Basic fundamentals. That that kind of game should be very beautiful and fluid with the two guys that we have right now, Damar and Vooch. Yeah. You saw how he was doing the pick and pop for mid-range. I mean, that that's DeMar's game right there. But, I mean, a lot of teams don't follow fundamentals anymore this, these days, you know? Yeah. So I thought it would be fun to share that uh, just as a refresher. And I think that that's something that maybe I'll find some other clips as we keep going with the show. Uh, just to... Um, get a sense of maybe what it is that we, we should be running as we watch these games and we see these guys just being stagnant around the three-point line and then having Vooch in the middle doing nothing. These are the kinds of plays that we need to be running. This is the kind of movement and flow that we need to see all the time. And the only guys that are really doing it are the veterans of Dragic and Drummond because they know it works for them. Mm. Yeah. That's yeah, really I mean, that who who is that on though? That's on Billy. I mean, he's supposed to implement that offense, right? He's and if if guys aren't doing it, then it's on you to stress that. Yeah, I mean, I I wanted to uh, touch on what Baki Baki said. We say, uh, yeah, we got D Rose, but that was one time when we got a top three. What did it say? Top three pick wins the last time during any of these rebuilds that we got a top three pick. Right. Again, we get sevens. We get sevens. And again, y'all, we are basing our lottery luck off of a guard packs regime that we don't have guard packs anymore. And it, honestly, it's not just about a top three pick because hell, if your if your management team knows how to scout. And if they have good recruiters, they should be able to get a top 10. They should be able to get great talent within the top 10 period. There are plenty of superstars who are not top three picks. So you don't always have to get in the top three in order to get a superstar. We got the point Jabari, of it is. Ari Parker, he was a number two pick. Uh, exactly. Exactly. Look at how that, how that turned out. I mean, but the, the point is, is do do you want to continue to waddle in mediocrity? Do do you want to stay where we are now and yeah. just continue to get our asses kicked every year? And and it don't even I can't even necessarily say that we're gonna be a playoff team this year. I think we'll make the play in. I think miraculously, we're the the back half of our schedule is actually very favorable to us. Yeah. So. Yeah, and, and that's what everybody is, is talking I mean, about now, right? Yeah, but that could be the time when Zach's knee gives out or the other leg gives out or DeMar has some kind of a thing. Or I don't even want to say that that kind of stuff. 
whatever oh, he wills do for his season ending ending injury soon enough oh. <laughs> damn what <laughs> I, I'm I'm not gonna go that far because I, I don't wanna well I'm not superstitious, but I'm just saying I don't even want to put that energy in the air. Our guy's gonna be good. They've been good so far, at least health-wise. Exactly. But no man, I, I can't I can't sit here and honestly say like I'm cool with this. I'm cool with how things are going right now. I mean Bach I, I really wish that bro could be on the phone with us because <laughs> I would really love to hear what 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 would be your solution to what's going on right now. Like hope to get a, a hope to get a free agent. Hope to get some superstar free agent. I mean that's what has never happened. Tell me when the last time like and you mentioned how that happened one time with us with Derrick Rose. Tell me any time we've gotten a superstar free agent here in Chicago. Anytime. We got Vooch midseason. I said superstar. Okay, okay. Superstar. Well, like who? Who do you want? No, so so, so what I'm saying is if we're gonna compete for championships, because that is the, the goal, right? That okay. is the point of playing basketball you want to win championships it's not just to make it to the playoffs i don't want to just make it to the playoffs and get bounced out in the first round every year i'm talking about guys like Giannis, guys like lebron james guys like tatum luca you know what i'm saying the, those superstars like d wade both ends of the floor huh <laughs> like d wade Oh, really? <laughs> I mean, that was our superstar, right? He said he would love to come on anytime. Marcus, we got to get the uh, the, 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 the yeah. phone lines going, man. We, we got because I would love to talk to you, bro. Like, like just just have our love back and forth because I, I love I love going back and forth with people about, you know, Bulls talk and all that stuff, y'all. So. All right. It's I'll, coming. I'll it's coming. I'll make that happen. We'll uh, we'll get more of that. Yeah, and I'm that's one thing that I actually want to do is is uh, start to get some call in stuff uh, going because we did perfect that with uh, the Windy City Breeze uh, post game call in. Have you heard any of that stuff yet? Any of that? Yeah, yeah, I've heard it. It's dope. It's fun. It's really fun talking to the fans. I I uh, I enjoy it more than I actually expected that I would. So um, no, I knew I would love it, but I just it was a technical huge problem to get it working and i finally got it going so all right let's go over some predictions and we can close this one out um well uh we had it reversed i actually thought the bulls would win in golden state uh and lose in sacramento you had it the other way around so therefore we both got plus one on each one of those we both predicted a win in uh, against washington miraculous mm -hmm. So I'm still plus one on you. Uh, we've got some upcoming games here. We've got Dallas on Saturday, the 10th of December. Um, I had originally predicted a loss, and you had a dub on that one. Do you want to still stick with that? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. Yep. Difference maker. Then we've got the following day, uh, the Atlanta Hawks will be in Chicago. By the way, uh, you think they're going to win? Do you know they're in Dallas, right? Yeah, I just—I I mean, I guess I just look at it like uh, Dallas not looking super great right now, and I mean, Luca okay. is pretty much by himself. So I'm hoping that they do. 
Got it. Okay, so then we've got Sunday, December 11th, uh, the Atlanta Hawks in Chicago. I think that's going to be a win. What do you think? Uh, yeah. Uh, no, I think that'll be a loss. Ooh, in Chicago. See, remember, Trey Young is Io's child. So <laughs> we'll I see. Io's going to have a really good game. That, that, that game. They got DeJounte Murray, too. Yeah. We'll see. That's true. And then we've got Wednesday, December 14th in New York against the Knicks. Uh, I think that's going to be a win. We always do well in New York, and Zach especially. Yeah, I, I got a W for that one too. Okay. And that's where we're going to leave it for predictions and for closing out the uh, show. You want to say something? Yeah, yeah. Uh, just to comment to my man, uh, R.W. Shottown, he said, the problem with your statement is that you assume that by rebuilding again, everything will go right right for us as far as drafting. No, that, that, that's not what I'm saying, bro. I don't think everything will go right for us as far as drafting. But what I'm saying is, is if we have to deal with one or the other, just in terms of being mediocre, like how we are right now, but we know we don't have a shot to win the championship at all. Or if we do have a chance to draft a decent player and giving ourselves enough shots at doing that by by trading away DeMar, Zach, and Vooch, getting draft assets, so getting as many bites at the apple as possible, I would rather that as opposed to just continuing to expect us to maybe get to the playoffs and get kicked out in the first round with players who are going out of their primes and just think about it we also traded away our draft assets so we don't have anything to hang our heads on right now in terms of our future outside of patrick williams we're living on credit cards (laughs) (laughs) we're in debt in debt up to our eyeballs y'all come on man and on that note i would like to thank everybody out there for listening and watching the bulls podcast episode number 65 we couldn't do it without all of you the bull lifers out there i want to make sure that you subscribe to the show please like the video and please tell everybody out there about the show we've been doing this a long time and uh, we're really striving to get that thousand subscription mark on youtube and that'll allow us to do a lot of other things in relation to the show so would appreciate it if you could subscribe and like the video uh we are going to do some other changes to the channel and kind of the look and feel and all the rest of it as we uh close out the year here so any parting thoughts wise yeah uh, i just want to say i appreciate uh the back and forth banter uh between baki my man uh rw shytown and uh everybody else for comment we appreciate y'all yeah and uh did you see the uh did it, where's my th- crazy thumbnail did you see the thumbnail i made for this yeah i did <laughs> i did bring in Bar- barkley's ear bald eagle that's <laughs> <laughs> no, a vulture that's a oh. vulture you know <laughs> flies over your head picks at you and you're dead that's what they're trying to do to us man and we're not gonna take it 
So remember to follow the Bulls podcast everywhere you can at Bulls Podcast. You can find me at Marcus Couch and you can find Wise at Radical underscore creator. Until next time, go Bulls. Go Bulls.